Look, I saw this picture online um, a couple of days back. <laughs> Some <laughs> I mean, there's hundreds of them, isn't there? 2020 is going to go down in the annals of time as the year that the globe wants to forget. <laughs> and let's hope 2021 isn't like that. But look, look. It's been like that in so many ways, whether it's the, it's the virus or personal circumstances. And look, as we start the new year, it can just seem like, hey, it could be more of the same, couldn't it? More of whatever you've carried through 2021. Uh, and, you know, in some ways we can start this new year and thinking, you know, why bother? You know, who says it's going to be any better? It could be worse. I know in golf. You know, your next shot <laughs> can be worse. <laughs> seriously, seriously, you know. you know. And we start in this new year, you're thinking, hey, you know, why bother? Let's just give up. Remember Thomas, when Jesus said to him, uh, you know, Lazarus is asleep, you know, you know, you know, you know, and, you know I'm telling you now. And then what's, what's Thomas's response? Let us go and die with him too. You know, let's give up. Why bother? And look, we can start the year like that. And I want to encourage you, Christian, however it feels, however hard it is, and however awful it may have already begun. You know, you may be here this morning, oh, nothing changes. Look, he's still here. When's he ever going to go? They were looking at you when they were saying that, Lee. You know, hey, you know, why bother? Because of this. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. He wants you to hear that. At the beginning of this new year, God is saying to you, however the old one may have been, however difficult the new one may have begun, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans, listen to this. Plans, if you're sitting there thinking, yeah, 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 you're just going to beat me up more, God, aren't you? No! Listen, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God's got good things in store for you, Christian. So let me, let's unpack it. God has a personalised plan for the lives of his people. That really just sums up the verse. I'm going to show you some of the history. We have looked at this once, this is, but this is redefined and rewritten and, and, and pertinent, I trust, to our circumstances today. So here's some of the context. This is the text of the letter the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests and the prophets and to all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This is to a people who were in a predicament, okay? Who were in a squeeze, in a really difficult situation, who've lost uh, everything, homes and land and vineyards and, and prospect and, and liberty, freedom. It started in 722 BC for the northern kingdom and then a century and a half later it was for the southern kingdom in 586 BC when they were carried off into exile, into difficulty, into, into no man's land as it were. And Jeremiah writes to them 
into that situation, bringing a word from God. Here's what he writes. He picks up some of their context. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. God wants him to, wants him to know that he wasn't asleep when their calamity came upon them. It's one of the words we, it's one of the truths we have to understand, and we do, don't we? That whatever's happening in this world, God wasn't asleep. He didn't find out about it through ABC News or whatever else we watch or listen to. Now, God was in charge. And in some sense, and look, we have to handle this carefully. God isn't behind corona. He's not behind any form of evil. But nevertheless, he's overseeing it. He's in control. He says this to the Israelites. Look, look, I know about your difficulties. I'm involved. And here's what he said. Look, there were false prophets in the land who, who said to the people, don't worry, God doesn't care. Do whatever you want. God's asleep at the wheel. And here's what God says. Verse 8. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to their dreams uh, who encourage you. Okay, they are prophesying lies in my name. These people are in, in a squeeze. That prophets have said to them, don't worry about it. You know, and yet they find themselves in this difficulty. And even now, in the calamity, there's these prophets that are telling them there's nothing wrong. And what God is saying is that actually... He wants them to take stock of their lives. One of the messages we have to get from the situation we find ourselves in 2021 is that God is saying to us, He wants us to take a moment to be still. He wants us just to stop. He wants us to take stock. He wants us to look at what's going on in our lives. He wants us to seek Him first. He wants us to realise that life doesn't just keep going on and on by itself. He wants us to acknowledge that we are frail, that we are vulnerable. He wants us to remember that, that we need him. Whatever else God is saying, he's saying that to us, friends. And he's saying that to the Jews here. He's saying, look, take stock of your life. You know, there are times when we have to be humble before God, repentant before God when we have to come to him and cast ourselves on God, throw ourselves on him, tell him, hey, what was the last time you said to God? Well, I said to God, God, I need you. I can't do this without you. I'm not equipped to handle the complexities of my life. I can't do it. Hey, that's not giving up. When you say that you're not giving up, that's not giving up. That's just facing realities. God, I can't do this. I can't do 2021 by myself. That's how you start this year. That's your prayer. God, I can't do 2021 without you. 
That's what God is saying to these people. He wants them to acknowledge they need him. And the second thing he says, look, verse 5, build houses and settle down, plant gardens. That's why I planted those cucumbers. He says to do that here, you see. Okay, look, plant gardens and eat their produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage. When they're old enough, obviously. But Tiffany, I've, I've told Tiffany, she's got to be at least 40 before she even considers marriage. Okay? Because she's looking after me. Yeah, right, okay. I, I, I need that now. Seriously, look. Look, give your sons and daughters to marriage. Increase in numbers. Do not decrease. So God is saying two things here. Look, there's good news and bad news. The the, the bad news is in verse 10. I'm going to pick up verse 5 in a minute. The bad news, here's the bad news he says to these people in in exile. When 70 years are completed in Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promises. Can you see what God is saying to the Israelites? You need to be patient. When do I want the thing I'm praying for and the thing that's burdening me, the thing that I'm troubling with, the struggles that I have in my body or the the difficulties about the future or difficulties in employees or difficult bosses? You know, what is God saying to me when I'm crying out, God, get me out of this mess? What's his word to me? What's his word to Israel here? Thanks, Lee. Patience. Monta. Patience. Friends, God is working. He's doing something. But we've got to let him do it. Patience. He's telling the people here, look, 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 I haven't given up on you. But you've got to let me sort this out for you. And you've got to be patient. The first word, and it's a difficult one, is that they have to be patient. And the second one, it goes in alongside it. The two are like parallel train lines. Like these two tram lines here. Parallel lines. The first one is patience. The second one is, and you used you, you to this one up for me, build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat the produce, marry, have sons and daughters, uh, find wives for your sons and daughters, give them in marriage, increase in number, don't decrease. The first thing is patience. In their difficulties, what's the second thing he's telling them to do? If he could sum it up rather, what's the second thing? Yes! Get on with it. That's the point. Be patient and get on with life. And that's God's message. That's the message for you and for me in 2021, friends, is that God wants us to, as he says to these Israelites, is be patient. I've heard you. That doesn't mean you don't keep praying the same prayer because that's a part of the process that we keep bringing these things to God. Be patient and get on with it. Settle down. The worst thing we can do is whilst we're waiting for God to answer our prayers is to freeze and do nothing. You see, so, and it's against that backdrop 
when he tells them to be patient in exile, in difficulty, and to get on with their lives, he tells them, because the reason you can do this, the reason you can be patient, the reason you can get on, keep yourself busy, do life, is because I have a plan for you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's exactly what God did for the Israelites. 70 years later, as they patiently did life, got on with life, got involved in, 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 in their environment, they didn't shut themselves away, saying, oh, they're all pagans out there, I won't go outside. No, no they got involved in life, in commerce, they progressed through, through Babylonian life. They grew, they expanded, they became numerous, they got married, they got the kids in marriage. And after all those, after 70 years of patiently waiting, believing God and getting on with their lives the best they could, making the best of a bad situation, God moved in. The, 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 who are they? <laughs> this is one of those brain freeze moments that you get when you get to 47 and a half. <laughs> Whoever they are, okay? Okay? Led by Cyrus, okay? Moved in, okay? Overthrew the Babylonians. And Cyrus had a new kingdom wide policy where he sent exiles back home. Get back to where you came from. Along with resources to rebuild their houses. And so exile ended. God's purposes were fulfilled. The Jews were back in their homeland. They had lands and property and futures. And the streets of Jerusalem once again had the sound of laughter and celebration and children. God's good purposes for his people came to pass. Here's what he says to us, friends. Here's what he says to us. Look, he begins, I know the plans I have for you. It's number 12, slide 12, Ricky, when I just underlined those words. I know the plans I have for you. Here's the first thing God says to us is, it's all under control. Okay? However messy it looks, and however messy the world out there looks, and it looks a real mess right now. You know, maybe not so much in SA, but as we move across the globe, it looks a real mess. No matter how messy our lives may be, our personal circumstances, how impossible, the first thing God wants us to know, friends, is that He is in control. In fact, there's never been a moment in our lives, in our world, when God has not been in control. Here's what Psalm 115 says. Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. I think the point there is that he's not thwarted. He's not resisted effectively. Uh, nothing he wants to do ever fails I start and try and do lots of things that fail. God never does a thing that fails. The first thing he wants us to know is that he's in control. The second thing he wants us to know, 
Look, I know the plans I have for you. Hey, there's reason behind the madness. Really? There's reason behind the madness. There's a purpose in our loss. There's a rationale in our complexities. There's a design beyond our pain. Hey, God wants you to know that there's a plan. It's under control. And here's the thing about this plan. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a future and a hope. The thing about God's plans for you is they are good. Do you believe that? They are good. They may not feel like it right now. They may not look like it when we look back. But they will. God wants you to know that the plan is a good one. That the purpose is a good one. That the direction is a good one. The way it's all heading is something good. Christian, whatever God is doing in your life, has been doing, is doing, is going to do, it's ultimately for good. So here, let me bring this into the New Testament in application. I'll try not to take up much more of your time. Romans 8, 1. Here's the first thing we need to remember, Christian. There is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. You know the Israelites failed God terribly. There we go. Here's my sister. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it really... Yeah. Okay, let me, let me just go back to where I was. Okay, no more calls from the UK. Um, Romans, here's the first thing we have to remember. Romans 8, 1. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Hey. There are no condemned people here. However bad we may have been, or whatever it is we may have done, however significantly we may have fallen... There is no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Hey, this meal reminds us that we don't carry our baggage with us as Christians. The wonder of grace and of the death of Jesus is that it pays the price for our failings. Sure, falling. The second thing that God wants us to know, friends, that we need to do as we enter 2021 is to remember this in Philippians 1 6. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. What's God saying there? He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. What's God saying there? He's in control and. He won't abandon you. And that's the thing. He'll finish what is begun. 
You know, one of the worst scenarios, uh, one, one of the things I have most difficulty with is encountering situations or people who just don't finish what they begin. You know, and there's just a million and one jobs that never got around to finishing. You know the wonder of God? He never leaves off a project without finishing it. He wants you to know that. As you go into 2021, God's word to us, friends, and the way we handle Jeremiah 29:11 is to remember that God never leaves a project unfinished. There's a contemporary Christian song that Naomi sang for us a couple of times that captures the wonder of this beautifully. The words go like this. When I only see in part, I will prophesy your promise. I believe you, God, because you finish what you start. And because you finish what you start, I will trust you in the process. I believe you, God. Christian, God always finishes what he begins. So whatever your life looks like, okay, however messy, however complex, however impossible, God's word to you is he finishes what he starts. He never gives up. He never changes his mind. I remember once, <laughs> this is a true story, <laughs> embarrassing one, but look, I'm afraid of heights. I, look, I used to do rock climbing in the UK, but I'm, nevertheless, I'm afraid of heights. And once, when I was out of work, I think I was a 20-year-old, and somebody in my, in my church decided he was going to help me out, and he needed his, on a three-story house, he needed his top bedroom windows painting. So he thought he'd do me a favour and invite me in. So I went round, he invited me to help him. So I went round and, and he goes, look, there you go, Montas. I'll put up the ladder for you. It's all ready. Just go up there and just paint my windows for me. <laughs> well, when he went back in the house, I was thinking, <laughs> I don't know if I'm put up to this. And I just, I just drove off <laughs> without even telling him. I just scarpered. I mean, there's no way I'm going to do that. You must be joking. Okay? God never looks at the scenario, okay, and says, it's time for a sharp exit. Let's just get out of here before somebody notices I'm here. He never does that. He's going to finish what he begun in your life. And he's not afraid of heights. All of complexities, all of messy situations, he finishes what he begins. And he's going to finish that thing that he's doing in your life. The third thing, the final thing that, that we take with us into the new year is Romans 8.28. For we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who've been called according to his purposes, that in all things God works for the good. Here's the thing about God. He doesn't need his docks lined up. Okay? He doesn't need the docks all lined up. He lines them up himself. By the power of his will and the power of his might. You see, God doesn't care if a curveball is thrown. He doesn't care about that. He's not scuppered when things don't go exactly to plan. He's not scuppered when we, when we 
get involved and, and we can think we're helping God and, and try and do it ourselves and make the whole situation ten times worse. He, he's not scuppered. God, wherever he is, like a magnet surrounded by iron filings. Well, what happens when you put a magnet amongst iron filings that are all scattered all over the place? What happens? They all line up. Whenever God enters a situation, whatever way the ducks are facing, they line up. God uses every detail of our circumstances and lives of failures, even sin and difficulties and complexities and troubles and he uses them all to ultimately fulfill his purposes. Let me tell you, uh, uh, was it a good thing when they conspired to nail Jesus to a cross? Was that a good thing? No. But what did God do? He used that terrible thing to fulfill his purpose. And so friends, God can use whatever our situation to bring about his purpose. We'll miss the next illustration, Ricky. So let me just, let me just put all this together for you. Jeremiah 29:11, "For I know the plans I have for you." says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. He's got it under control. He's working it out. Get on with your life. Wait patiently for him. Be patient. One of the words we've got to take into 2021 is be patient. Be patient. Here's what he said to the Jews, build houses, settle down. Here's what the psalmist said, I waited patiently for the Lord. Here's the message is, friends, let's walk through this year patiently. Allow God's purposes to naturally unfold. Let him bring things together in just his own way. Patiently let him bring his purposes about. And as we do that, that patience is expressed through getting on. Apply for a new job if you feel that God is leading you to something else. Join a club. Get a new hobby. Buy a cookbook. Try some new recipes out. Go cycling. Go walking. Take a greater interest in your work. Have a meal out when it's safe to do so. Get on with life. Plan a holiday. Make sure you sit within the SA though. Don't even think of going anywhere else. Save for a house. Get an architect and design one. Get on with life. Do the things that are normal. You see, if you're waiting on God and are just frozen in time, 
It's gonna be get tent. It's gonna be pretty difficult. Just get on with life. Get to church every week. Well, at least if you can't get here, listen online. And just get on with what God's got for you. Look, here's what he says. Your Heavenly Father knows you need these things, but seek first his kingdom. Hey, here's what God says to us. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to give you hope and a future. Go with that today. Being patient, getting on with your life, trusting he's in control, and letting him bring about his wonderful... Hey, let me tell you. What God is doing in you and with your life, it's beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing you could ever imagine. If only you knew it. That's what I'm telling you from God's word. What God is doing with you is beautiful. Let him finish his work for you. Amen.